We are coming out of Acts. This is our fourth sermon in this series. I hope you've been enjoying it. I hope that you've been watching it on TV and, and, and actually realize how we got started, what our history is about. We're going to try to dive in a, a little bit into that. I'm not going to get as far as I intended, but we, we will get as far as far enough. Amen. We are reading out of the New American Standard Bible, Acts of the Apostle, that many theologians believe it should be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit because he is the one that is acting, moving, doing the miracles because it is the age of, of the church age, but the, the age of where the Holy Spirit is in the church. We are reading out of New American Standard Chapter 1, verse 1 is on the screen before you, and it reads as such in our hearing. The first account I composed, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up to heaven after he had by the Holy Spirit given orders to the apostle who he had chosen. To these he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard from me, for John the Baptist, or John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom of Israel. He said to them, it is not for you to know the time or epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. And after he had said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as they was glazing intensely into the sky while he was gone, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. They also said, Man of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus, who you have been, who, this Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in just the same way as you have watched him go in Heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, even now, 
saturate this place with your spirit. Lord, allow there to be an increase of anointing, increase of power, not only in the delivery and the preaching, but in the receiving and in the hearing. Lord, even now, have your way. Lord, even now, have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Luke is writing the second letter to Theophilus, and, and this time he doesn't say, oh, excellent. He, he, he addressed him as a brother when in, in Luke, the, the gospel, he addressed him as an official. Many of the theologians believe that between the first letter, the gospel of Luke, and now the second letter acts that Theophilus had become a believer. He no longer addressed him as a high official, but he says, you're my brother. Well, that lets us know that no matter what rank, no matter what color, no matter what creed, that when we are in Christ Jesus, we are brothers and sisters. The blood of Jesus brings us all up to the same level. We are now one in Christ Jesus, and we are still writing the church story. Your story is the church story because you're the church. Listen, after God finished writing Genesis for Revelation, the story hasn't finished. The book is finished. But within the church age, you are writing your own particular story. <coughs> Think with me. Think with me. Remember when Britt was younger, I would play with him on the Xbox or PlayStation, whatever it was. It, it, it would be battles. We would do fighting games and all of that. But then as, as technology has increased, there was games that he was playing that he did not need me to play with him. Think with me. In fact, the game actually became interactive, which means then that based on his decisions and choices within this electronic game, the story of the game changed. Some of y'all older folks looking at me like I'm crazy. But, but let me talk to the youth. Am, am I right about it? There's games that, 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 that depending on what door you go through, what choices you make, what decisions you make, the change will, the, the game will literally change. The, the outcome will change. That, that, that you could play a game and never end up in the same place twice. Because within that game, it responds to the choices you make, the decisions you make as you play this. It's like a movie that keep on changing. 
You are inside of the movie, and based on the decisions you make and choices you make, you determine your end result. We who are in the church, we already know we win. We already know what the end gonna look like. That is already finalized. If you are in Christ Jesus, you win. You, you going to heaven. But, but wait a minute. But wait a minute. You are still interacting with the Holy Spirit by the decisions that you make, which means then how much of an overcomer you are is determined by you. How much of victory you have is determined by you. Listen, at the end we win, but don't you want to have everything God has for you when you win? Uh, Y'all not with me. I can see I need to go a little bit deeper. See, 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 you can either end up with 25% of your blessing. You can end up with 50% of what God had intended for you. Or you can end up with 100%. Is there anybody in the house with all that God has for you? I mean, really, is there anybody in the house with all that God has for you? Well, 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 well let, me, let, let me help you. That is determined by you and I based on how we walk in faith. It is not arbitrary that it is not a happenstance, it is not an accident that you get what God has for you. Many of us leave the, leave the story without picking up what God had in store for us. Back to this game. In this game, there are rewards as you go through the journey, but if you choose not to go any farther, the game will stay the same. Watch this. If, if, if in this game, if you don't walk forward, the game will stay right there. It's still playing, but because you are not moving and stuck, the scene never changed. Y'all with me? I hate to say this, there's some Christians that are stuck. And the reason why you haven't gotten more than what you got, because you won't move forward. Too many of us are afraid based on what has happened in the past, that we are allowed our past to determine our future. And because we are not moving forward by faith and growing in God, growing in grace, growing in the word, that, that, that we keep up. You cannot allow your circumstances to determine how high you fly. There are some circumstances you cannot change, but the way we respond to our circumstances can determine how much praise you give. God's grace is sufficient even in the midst of it. But you got to expect God to meet you where you're at and keep you in the storm. How, how can I say this? How can I say this? How can I say this? Luke is writing the book of Acts is letting us know that we as the church, God has energized us with something 
with the Holy Spirit that regardless what the world throws at us, we have been endued with power. We are not victims. And regardless of what has happened, is happening, is going to happen. You can be free in your thinking. He can be free in your act. How can I say this? Some of us are blessed and don't even know we're blessed. Have you ever met somebody that is blessed and they still complaining? Have you ever met anybody that, that, that if they got anything to say is negative? I mean, I mean, you look at her and you're thinking, you are so blessed, but they can't see it because instead of looking at what they do have, they keep on looking at what they think they don't have and they wonder, poor, pitiful. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 3. To these he also presented himself alive and after suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days, Jesus just kept on showing up. And he was speaking to them the things concerning the kingdom of God. See, see. What, what is, he's not talking about Israel becoming the number one nation. He's saying, what I have now done is I have invaded the kingdom of Satan. And inside enemy's line, I have set up my kingdom. Uh, listen, 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 listen. He said, he said, he said, right there in the midst of enemy territory, I have put my church. He said, I am operating a kingdom inside of a kingdom, and there's nothing that the devil can do about it. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I don't think y'all see it yet. I really don't think y'all see it yet. He said, he said within my church, inside of my, 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 my children, I am using kingdom principles, kingdom power, and Satan can't stop me from walking within my church and we're right in his territory, and I dare him. I triple dare him to try to stop me from doing what I'm doing with my folks. You know what? The only one that can stop God from fulfilling his purpose in you is you. <laughs> the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. And you can't allow your past mistakes, the past stuff in your past, to hold you back from your destiny. But wait a minute. I got to understand that I am no longer, you are no longer bound by the worldly edicts, by the worldly power, that there is a new power that have arrived on earth, and it is the church. Have you been watching AD, anybody? Have you been watching that? There have been some scenes where they are showing the apostles, and they were showing them in trouble, and all of a sudden, you see a wind. And you see them like, and you see them just get bold. 
You see them like, it buck up. Yeah, I like that word. They buck up. They start looking at each other, and even though they are in a bad situation, they begin to say, I'm above the situation. Do you know what they're trying to show? What they're trying to show on the outside will ought to be happening on the inside. Uh, Y'all need to think with me. Well, because when God says the kingdom has come, he said, I have put my spirit in you. And the spirit that I have in you is greater than anything that the devil can do on the outside of you. He said, I now am taking over. And if you allow me, I will guide you. I will comfort you. I will empower you for whatever. I have called you to be. My, my brothers and sisters, listen. That power is available for every Christian. It's learning to operate in what God has given us so that no matter what's happening on the outside, that there is an energy, a dunamis, there is dynamite, there is wisdom, there is peace, there is joy, there is this special whatever I need on the inside. And though I may be going through, I don't have to act like I'm going through. Let me, let me, let me, let me move on, let me move on, let me move on. Watch this. We want to go to, let's go to John. Chapter 14, verse 20 and 15 out of Amplified. This is John re re recording what Jesus said to them. John, the Gospel of John chapter. He said, yes, here we go, 14, 14. He said, yes, I, I, I will grant myself, will do you whatever you ask in my name as I am presenting all that I am. Next verse. If you really love me, you will keep my commandments. Now watch this. He can't say this to non-believers because non-believers can't do it. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me take this a little bit deeper. I really don't care how much you love Jesus in yourself, you can't keep his commandments. One of the mistakes that the church make is we try to make sinners act like believers. Because we think ourselves is doing what we do by our own power. Listen, they're going to come in just like they are. Dr. Smith used to say, you got to catch the fish before you clean it. So, so watch this. So, so we have to be able to meet folks where they at. And, and they're going to come in just where they are. So what we got to do is, is, is make the love of Jesus overpower them until they get saved. And watch this. And then they still won't right because they just got saved but now they got the power to learn how to be what God 
some of us been saved for a long time and we still don't act right. And, and some of us, it's not that we don't know better, we just don't. Okay, let's go on. Listen, 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 watch this, watch this, watch this. So he gives a commandment, but you gotta go on. You gotta go to the next verse. He said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another comfort. He said, when I leave, he said, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. He said, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. He said, but another one like me going to take my place. You know what? What's the what's, what's, some of it, Some of us think, and I've heard this from folks say, if I could only be there with the disciples, I said, no, you're more blessed now. And, and the reason I say you're more blessed now, because notice that, that while Jesus was there Physically, they was all big and bad. But notice that when Jesus was taken from them, all of them ran. Why? Because as long as Jesus was there and, and Jesus was limited in his physical body, their strength came from him. But when he wasn't there, they went back to their old selves and they were scared. But look what he says. He says, the comfort, he will be your counselor, your helper, your intercessor. Listen, can you imagine that you got the Holy Spirit on the inside and he's praying for you? Listen, listen, he's not on the outside praying for you. He's on the, listen, he's your advocate. He's your strengthener. He's your stand up. Stand by. Let me, let me see if I can explain what came up. There are times when there is a heavy piece of equipment that we had to move when we was in the foundry. And, and we could not pick it up because it weighed too much. But there was a pulley system with some cables with a lever that we were able to crank the lever and it began to increase our power that just by moving the lever, the cables was able to lift what I could not lift on my own. It was my come along. Y'all see the picture? Y'all see the picture? That means that, that there was a device that gave me power that I did not have on my own. And I wasn't even working hard. <laughs> Lifting a thousand pounds because the way the pulley was set up, it gave me an advantage that if I try to get down it, you know what this is saying? That for every believer, there is the Holy Spirit is your leverage. It gives you power that you don't have within yourself. That when life gets too hard, don't rely on yourself, but call on Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Your come along, your help, your strength will be. What's this? And that he will remain with you forever. That's the next verse, next verse, watch this. The spirit of truth who the world cannot receive. 
He said, because it does, they do not see him, because number one, they don't see Jesus. That's why in A.D., the only way that they could depict the move of the Holy Spirit within the disciples was to send a wind. But watch this. It's not the wind on the outside. It's the move on the inside. Listen, since he is in us, since he is in us, listen, let's read on. He said, because it does not see him or know him or recognize him, which means that we as Christians should know the Holy Spirit, should recognize the move of the Holy Spirit, which means that we got to sensitize our spirit. He does not speak about himself, but he shows us Jesus more clearly, but he has come to live with us. He said, but you know him and recognize him. But listen, he lives with you. And he will be it. Let me, let me show what he's saying. He is talking to the disciples before the Holy Spirit has come to abide within the church. And he said, you know him because he's with you. He's on you. He's all around you. But listen what he's saying. He said, but the time is going to come when, when, this, when, when I'm gone and Pentecost comes. He said, now only is the third person of the Godhead going to be with you, but he's going to be in you. Now watch this. Watch this. I don't have to, you don't have to reach a God that is way up there because God is right here. Oh, y'all don't hear me? Listen, God don't have to send power from heaven. He sends power up. Listen, listen, he don't have to rain down. He needs to overflow within. <laughs> see, 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 it's not the rain that's going to wet me from the outside. It's the overflowing that's on the inside that's going to pour on the outside. Listen, I'm talking to every Christian. God has done this in you, with you, for you. So we can walk this Christian life together. We are the church. My question is, since we have all this, why do we feel so powerless? My question is, why aren't we more bold about our faith when God has done all this? The truth of the matter is, we don't understand what he has done. Don't you see Jesus coming back to Capernaum? And he wants, these are his people. These are his brothers and sisters. These are the people he grew up with. And if any place he wants the bless is there. <laughs> and the scripture says, he could not do many miracles because of their unbelief. He didn't have a power shortage. They had a faith shortage. Listen, if there's anybody, and I'm speaking to everybody, he want to bless is you. If there's anybody he want to show up for is you. Listen, listen, listen. 
Things are going to happen. How can I? I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. See, we get our eyes on the situation. But many times the situation is there so that you can see a move of God. How can you see a move of God if you don't need him to move in your situation? Sometimes God purposely set us up to do something impossible in an impossible situation. God is always trying to expose himself, manifest himself, reveal himself in a deeper level in our life. Now, now if everything is always okay, then I don't need him to show himself to me. I don't even need to work faith. But when things get hard, when situations happen, when trouble knock at your door, you better know how to pray. You better know that the word is real. You better know that God has you. You better know if I wait on him, if I wait on him, sooner or later, my God. You know what? You know what? I watch folks go through stuff. And after God shows up and show out, their faith gets stronger. Some of y'all were so quiet at one time. Sat there like you was afraid to say, amen. <laughs> say, raise your hand. You. Some of those very folks. Hallelujah. Both hands up, not just. Some of very fun. The heel off your shoe is off. We had a good time in church today. You know, but, but you know what developed that? Those are folks who've been through something. And they needed a God experience. And after they experienced the power of God, something happened on the inside. We are under orders. Say that to your, say that to the next I'm under orders. You're under orders. We're under orders. He said that in Acts. He said, he gave orders. Well, what is the orders? I usually go to Isaiah 43, verse 10. Why? Because listen, God's agenda has not changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament. He just had expanded and perfected what he was trying to do all the time. God is still trying to show the world that he is God. In the Old Testament, he had to pick out Israel, the Jewish people, and said, since everybody else chose to forget me, I'm going to pick out a man. I'm going to pick out Abraham because he still believed me because he, he trusted me. And because he's going to teach his family, I'm going to secure this family and establish in them that 
I am God so that they may show the world that I am God. Matter of fact, I'm going to let them get in trouble. I'm going to let all the known world know they're in trouble. I'm going to allow Egypt, the most powerful nation in the world, make them slaves. And then I'm going to go get them. Matter of fact, I'm going to give Egypt 400 years to repent before I bring my judgment on them. He don't arbitrarily bring judgment on nobody. He waits after he shows himself time and time again. But if you keep on rejecting him, God's going to say, you don't want me, so I'm going someplace else. Is there anybody that want to be blessed? Is there? Listen. When we are disobedient, we're missing our blessing. Let me say it over on this side. When we are purposely disobedient, you're not hurting nobody but yourself. Because you're missing what God best has for. Can you imagine? God is waiting on us. He's waiting on us. So so he set up Egypt, gave them time to acknowledge him. And when they didn't, he said, I'm going to use you as an object lesson. I'm going to establish myself as God because I got my people in a position that it takes a God like me to bring them out. And by the time I get through bringing them out, not only will they acknowledge me as God, but everyone that hears the story about them says their God is God. Have you been through anything that made you acknowledge God and folks that's been watching you have to, have to testify that your God must be God because the way he brought you out, the way he brought you through, the way he you it had to be a God somewhere is there anybody that that been through enough stuff that there's no doubt that it was God so when you tell somebody you have no doubt about your story you are my witnesses my servant I chose you that you may know. Listen, not that you may think. Not that you may hope. Not that you may guess. But I want you to get to the place that you have a working knowledge of me. You know, God is a personal God. Listen, how can I say this? He's not talking about religion here, y'all. Anybody can come to church. The devil comes to church. Oh, yes, he does. Why would he hang on the corner? He got them. So he comes to church to try to keep you from listening to what the word of God has to say to you. So, what's this? What's this? What's this? He said, he said, that you may know me and believe. Listen, he said, I want to do something so deep in you that you get steadfast. Fast. You know what that means? So regardless of what comes up against you, 
that your knowledge of God will become so strong that you will not move. Listen, the only thing that can get you there is by going through something. Church, that's us. Though this is from the Old Testament, his, his desire hasn't changed. He wants us to be so wrapped up, tangled up, messed up in him that there's folks watching you. You got neighbors watching you. You got folks on your job watching you, and they're watching you go through your up and down, and they're wondering if your faith in your Christ is going to change. And when God keeps bringing you out, it put doubts in their mind of why aren't they serving the God that they see active in you. Listen to what I'm saying. He says, I no longer have to do it on the outside because I'm in the inside. The miracle. There's miracles in here right now. You going through what you've been through and didn't lose your mind is a miracle. <laughs> I, I, I should have got a bigger hallelujah than that because some of y'all been through some mess. Maybe you don't recognize God kept you. Maybe you don't recognize God brought you. Maybe you don't recognize there was nobody but God. Maybe you don't recognize that God stepped in right on time. Maybe you don't recognize that even if you're still in it, God is keeping you right now. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. Somebody ought to say thank you, Lord. Somebody ought to say thank you, Jesus. Because if it had not been for you on my side, I never would have made it. Never. Never, 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 never. This is crazy. And then I'm going to end it. The availability of God for the believers is for each one. You don't have to come to me to get in touch with God. You're a priest. You got the Holy Spirit. He's on the inside of you too. He can speak to you. He will show up for you. You can call his name. Exodus Never saw this before. Never saw this before. Exodus. Read it, but never saw it. 33, verse 7 and 8. Amazing. When, when God would come down to the children of Israel, and Hebrews chapter 13 makes reference to this, but when God would come down to the children of Israel, Moses set up a tent for God outside of the camp 
They called it the tent, the tent of meeting. That's what I'm saying. They called it the place of meeting God. Listen, the Old Testament is giving us a shadow of the New Testament of the desire of God. Now watch this. And everyone who sought the Lord will go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside of the camp. Listen, they had to make their way to this holy place. And those who said, everyone, everyone, not just Moses, not just Aaron, but God will meet with everyone that was truly seeking him. Now, now this is the part that gets strange. As you read through the account in Exodus, nobody went to the tent but Moses. Watch this, watch this, watch this. When, when you read the text, when you go through the Old Testament, I thought, I used to think that only Moses could go to the tent. Why? Because Moses is the only one you see going to the tent. But when I went back here, what I realized was the availability to get and hear from God was for everyone, but there was folks saying, Moses, you go for us. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I hope, I hope, I, I hope, I hope, I hope, I, I hope I, I'm making the picture clear. I, I, I think that, matter of fact, I know that the availability of God is wide open. For, for us who, who are in the church, it's wide open. He, he waited on us to come to him. Sometimes he makes it a distance so that you have to work to get to him. Why? Why? Because he wants to know how bad do you want him? Are you willing to do a little bit of work to get to him? It's, it's not that he don't want you to get there, but he don't want you to make him common. You can't just play. You can't be playing when you get to God. There's some stuff you got to take off before you get to him. There's some hills you might have to climb before he show up. But if you make it to the tent, you have his undivided attention. He says, not some, but everyone. Everyone, listen, who suck the Lord, who seeks the Lord, who desire a meeting with God. He said, if you're his, your, your father will show up for you. Come with me. Come with me. Listen, he set this up in the New Testament to give us a picture of his availability in the New Testament. He made it available back then that he steps right in in the New Testament. I don't even have to come to 4809 Ravina Street to get a meeting with God. All I have to do is humble 
myself right where I'm at. Maybe on my car, may, may, maybe at work, maybe at school, may, maybe someplace straight. But I said, Lord, it's me. I need you. Come see about. And what will happen is it won't come from up there. It's done. It's done. Know what the difference is between a shower and a water fountain? The water fountain, the water comes down. Well, the shower. The water fountain, the water comes up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I like that. Thank you for that. The shower got many screens coming down, but the Wi-Fi got one screen. And all I have to do is I, I got to go and bend over and allow it to come up to me. Guess what you got on the inside of you? Guess what? When, when you press Jesus button, when you call on it, something on the inside will start bubbling up. I, I, I declare somebody should have got to bubble it up before they came to church. Somebody should have went to it this week and your week would have gone better. When trouble start calling your name, don't run to 911. Call Jesus. Find a quiet place. And say, Lord, I'm making my way to you. If I got to stay up all night, I'm going to find my... I hear Jesus. I see him in the New Testament. Here he is where the Jews are having a party, a festival. And his heart is broken. Because he's saying, I'm right here. And you won't come to me. He said, he said, he said, I am the water. If you come to me, I would call rivers of living water to begin to flow up on the inside. Go wherever you need it to go. He said, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said you, 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 you like chicks that I want to gather. I saw something the other day. So it was amazing. Stop traffic on Kenwood Road. I, I didn't know what was happening. But I noticed there was a traffic jam. And there was this lady who was outside her car. She had her hands up. And I thought to myself, what is she doing? Why is she in the middle of Kenwood Road? People are crazy out here. I said, you know, and, and all of a sudden, I looked down, and I saw this mother duck with her chicks crossing the road. The lady stopped her car, put on the hazard flashing, got out her car just in case nobody else saw them. 
and she was like a, 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 a what's that, a guard? A guard? And she crossed them across the street. I said, ain't that cute? I mean, they was little chicks. They still had the down on them. And mama was going across and chicks was going. I said, ain't that cute? You know what made me mad? Tell you what made me mad. In the midst of all that, there's somebody way back who can't see what's happening. You know why I got mad? I got mad. I said, wait a minute. You see nobody's going nowhere. Something's going on. You don't have to know what's going on to recognize that something's going on. Why are you in such a hurry when you can't even see what's going on and you're back there with an attitude blowing your horn? How many times that we can't see the move of God? But because we're in a hurry, because we think we got important business to take care of, we're back there blowing the horn at God, and God is doing something in secret. And if we just hold on, wait, and trust him, and praise him, in due time, God will move us forward. He says, I want to gather you up under my wings. See, under my covering, there's peace there. Up under my covering, those things are happening on the outside. They can't touch you. If I cover over Kenny, before you hit him, you got to hit me. Yes, what God says about the church is, before anything comes your way, it hit me first. And the only reason I allowed it to come your way, because I gave you the grace you needed to go through. And though you don't see it yet, when I bring you out, your experience with my power is gonna be greater. You're gonna praise me more because you see me more. You're gonna thank me more because you're gonna know it was nobody but me. When I put you in an impossible situation, get ready, get ready for a miracle. Is there anybody in an impossible situation that is going to take a move of God to get you out? Well, get ready. Get ready for a miracle. God specializes in doing miracles for his children. Is there anybody know what I'm talking about? Are you in a situation that only God can get you out of? Well, stop complaining. Start praising. Get ready. Get ready for your miracle. He's still 
writing your story. He's still writing your story. To the degree that we trust him. He's still writing your story. To the degree that you wait on me. He's still writing your story. For some of us, there's a miracle right around the corner. But you got to respond the right way. You got to praise him. You got to trust him. You got to stay up under his covering. But I got a question in the house. Are you covered? Are you covered? Are you sure you're covered? Are you covered? You got to give God thanks for his covering. Are you covered? Let him cover you. And get ready for your miracle. Is there anybody? God is calling you because he loves you. Come on. I got preachers here that will pray with you, that will talk with you so that you can get ready for your miracle. If you're here today, you need Jesus or you need to get back in fellowship. Come on. Come on. Let's do this together. If you're here today, come on. Come get your miracle. His name is Jesus. 